Caesar, I think he's got a letter. He'll be a bit late. Amen. Okay. Let's give us another worshiping song. chapter 14 verse 26 that's John 14 verse 26 verse 26 it reads in this manner but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost to whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto thee. Amen. Let's go to Acts 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Acts 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call as we close our eyes. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening, dear God. As we stand here, we have read the portion of the scriptures. Dear God, we know that you are the one who has written these scriptures. And that is why at this point in time, we expect the Holy Spirit to come and divinely reveal the mystery truths behind the scriptures. And this evening we just want to remember Sister Chetty who is not feeling well and remember Sister Mpanyana who is not feeling well. May you touch them and make them whole, dear God. The Bible says that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. We know that you are a healer. You have always been one and you will always be one. That is why we can present everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you take your seats. 
Amen. Now, for just a couple of minutes. Amen. Then, Bram, sister, you can relax. Amen. Uh, so you all hear me. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, this evening, we just want to speak on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, how many believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is important? Amen. Brother Brenham, I think there are two. I think there's three books that he has dedicated sermons to this subject. In one message, he said he just spoke about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then in another message, he spoke about what is the Holy Ghost. And in another message, he said, what was the Holy Ghost given for? Amen. How many have read those books? Hallelujah. If you haven't read, just go and familiarize yourself with the contents of those books. Amen. Now, one of the one of the mysteries of the hour, it is the baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. Hallelujah. Uh, the prophet often they asked him a question and said, What is it a sign that one has got the Holy Ghost? Because when he came, the Pentecostals thought that if you had a Holy Ghost, it's when you spoke in tongues. And later we realized that that was not the case. Uh, some thought that when you danced in the Spirit, it was the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost, and the prophet said that is not it. Uh, but what is the evidence that one has got the baptism of the Holy Ghost? The evidence, and I'm just going to give you a high, uh, an answer that I'm going to back it up with quotations. Uh, for me, the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost is when the life of the revealed word of the hour manifests itself through your life. Do we agree? And furthermore, is when you believe the revealed weight of the hour. Because there is no way that the Holy Ghost can contradict himself. If, if he brought the weight, the Holy Ghost will believe that weight. Are we together? So that means uh, if the prophet comes in your time and brings the revealed weight of the hour, how you react towards that weight will confirm whether you've got the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. Are we together? Now, the danger part, or let me just read something here. The, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the indwelling of God's Spirit in an individual believer. Hallelujah. So that means is when God, because as Jesus, he could not come and stay or, or reside in us. That's why he had to, the prophet say, he uses the word, he had to emorph himself. 
he had to change himself so that he can kenos himself. He uses the word emof and kenos. Emof is to change the form. And kenos is to pour himself into you. Hallelujah. So as, as a body called Jesus, he could not enter your body. He had to emorph himself and become and come in a spirit form in order to indwell you. Are we together? And the indwelling of God's spirit in a believer, that's what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And actually in one message, Brother Brenham says, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's actually God becoming flesh in your flesh. Are we together? It's when God becomes flesh in your flesh. But he says when, when the comforter has come, he will teach us all things. Maybe if I could have the diagram, because I've got a few diagrams. Maybe if a pointer is somewhere, I can use the pointer as well. Hallelujah. I just want to use the tabernacle and show some, some of the learnings that we can extract from the tabernacle and how we can apply it to understand the subject of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because we know that a tabernacle had three courts. We know that we are a triune being. We know that the process of grace has got three stages. Are we together? So we we in the in the in the in the when you look at the tabernacle of Moses, you had the outer court, you had the holy place, and you had the holy of holies. Are we together? I still want to be here. Hallelujah. Now, Brother Brenham speaks something here, and I think we read it some other time. In the message, the spiritual adoption. He says, the entire church of the living God is built solemnly upon the spiritual revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how educated you are, how smart you may be, how well you may think you know the Bible, Satan knows it a lot better than you do. Do we agree? But only through the revelation, God through the Holy Spirit, your tutor, revealed to you that he saves you by grace. Hallelujah. Now, the first thing that we need to emphasize and that Brother Brendan speaks about that is the greatest of all revelations. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, why is the revelation of Jesus Christ the greatest among all revelations? It's because you can never be a worshiper until Christ has been revealed to you. Hallelujah. And, 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 uh, and sometimes it may sound like we are playing with ways, but we are not playing with ways. We are trying to emphasize something. When we say you can know him as Jesus, that will not help you. You've got to know him as Christ. Hallelujah. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had never, never had a problem with Jesus when he came and when he regarded himself as Jesus. But when they identified him as Christ, that's where they had a problem. So everybody could agree that it's Jesus of Nazareth. It never caused any, any dispute amongst them. But the moment you identified him as Christ, that's where the problem came from. Because 
to call him Christ is to identify the deity in humanity. Are we together? And the devil hates when the humanity and deity blends. Hallelujah. The devil hates it when time and eternity blends. Hallelujah. Now, the reason we say the revelation of Jesus Christ is the greatest among all revelations is because even when you look at the temple, the tabernacle, whenever a worshiper came to the tabernacle, he had to come through the eastern gate. Hallelujah. And if you understand the, the, how the gospel has traveled around the world, it started from the east moving west. And now it's coming from west going back to east. Are we together? Now, the reason it had to be on the eastern side, the gate was on the eastern side. And we often emphasize that there were no other entrances around the tabernacle. There was only one gate to enter the tabernacle. And this morning, this evening, we want to say there are, there are, although we've got this God that we are worshiping, the only way to access him is through the Lord Jesus Christ. No other way. Are we together? So a believer had to come through here. And maybe if I can show it, when you come here, you find the altar of offerings. The altar, this is where the sacrifice was being made. Are we together? So that means after you have accepted Jesus Christ and acknowledged him to be the Savior, you've got to accept what happened on the cross. You had to accept the perfect sacrifice that God gave on Calvary. Are we together? And after you have accepted the cross, you've got to come. There was a lava here where they used to wash their hands or wash the sacrifice. In your case, we say, after you have accepted him, you've got to come and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we together? And once we are done here, the danger today is that the worshippers, they come. They come through the eastern gate. They acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And they accept that he was the perfect sacrifice. And many a times they get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ through water baptism. But a lot of times they get stuck here. And if you get stuck here, I can tell you, you will never grow spiritually. And if you don't grow spiritually, you become a stumbling block. Uh, are we together? Uh, I think you know a lot of people that came and get stuck here. Revelation is progressive. A believer must be subject to the law of growth. Yes. Hallelujah. And that is why I say how you are today, that's not exactly how you should be next year. You must keep on growing. And how do you keep on growing? When you read the weight. Hallelujah. When you listen to the tapes. That is the only way to grow. And a lot of times we become vulnerable to the enemy because the way we don't use the weight to protect ourselves. Hallelujah. Because the more you eat the weight, the more you become stronger. And the more you become stronger, the more you are protected. And that is why when the devil came to uh, uh, Jesus, the only thing that Jesus could say to him was that it is written. But before you can say it is written, you must have read about it. Hallelujah. If you don't study the weight, you are going to be confused. Are we together? Now, the danger part, as we often say, if you get stuck in the outer court, the problem is that in the outer court, the conditions are not constant. 
they change. The weather changes because here you rely on the sunlight. And if, 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 if it's night, then you don't receive any sunlight. Are we together? But as a believer, you need to go through here and come into the Holy of Holies. And when you come into the Holy of Holies, that is where you found uh, the 12 and 11 bread. Hallelujah. You found the seven candlesticks. Hallelujah. Which represented the seven church ages. And as a believer, as you come into the Holy of Holies, that is not where you need to remain. Hallelujah. You need not to, especially in our time, you need not to remain in the seven church ages. You've got to go beyond the seven church ages. And, and you will understand why we say you need to go beyond the seven church ages because when you, when you move beyond the seventh church age, then that's when we say, and you come into the eighth one, hallelujah, Brother Branham speaks about the eighth day. He says the eighth day speaks about the first day. When you count, uh, normally we start, we say Sunday is the first day of the week, isn't it so? And then uh, 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 Monday is the second day of the week. Tuesday is the third day of the week. Wednesday is the fourth day of the week. Thursday is the fifth day of the week. Friday is the sixth day of the week. And then on Saturday is the seventh day of the week. Are we together? So if we keep on counting, what is going to happen? We go back to the first day. Hallelujah. That is why when you look at Jesus... He was captured on Friday, which we can say Friday was the sixth day. Hallelujah. Saturday, he was nowhere to be seen. But on Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. Brother Brenham say it was the first week which speaks about eternity. Are we together? The first, when you hit the seventh, the only way that you can go, it will take you back to the first day. Now, You've got to go through the seven church ages. And it says inside here, there, were, there was an altar of incense. Brother Brenham says this tabernacle was partnered after the tabernacle that Moses saw in heaven. The altar of incense, it says, it, it, it symbolized the prayers of the saints. But again, even if you get into the Holy of Holies, you have not yet reached the destination. Because why? The candlestick, the candles will run out. At some point in time, they will dim. But as a believer, you've got to go past the first court. You've got to go past the second court. And you've got to come into the third court. Because in the third court, it was not the candlesticks. In the third court, it was not the sun. It can't be cloudy. In the third court, you were in the presence of the Shekinah glory. Are we together? And uh, as I often indicate that, uh, I, I mean, it's, today you get to hear statements that really shock you where people say the message is becoming boring. Let me tell you something. This message will never be boring. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you, are, you can become boring, but not the message. Hallelujah. Well, you know why the message will never become boring? Or why would you say the message is boring? Sometimes when people come into the faith, they get excited. They embrace the message. They talk about the message. Until you realize that, goodness, if the rapture takes place now, we are really going. 
But few months or few years down the line, that, that joy evaporate. Hallelujah. The very sp- same spoken word that they used to read, they read it and even doze off. But in the beginning, they would read it and finish it and still want to go and read it. You know what happened here? It's because they did not go all the way. They are out there in the outer court. And when you are out in the outer court, when it is sunny, you become excited. But, make, my, 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 but bear in mind, at some point in time, it's going to be cloudy. Are we together? And when it becomes cloudy, then you've got a problem, you'll struggle. I always say, the manna used to fall. And when the manna used to fall, it, it was the same manna that you would eat outside there. But it never lasted more than 24 hours. It was the same manna that could fall on the outer court, but it never lasted more than 24 hours. Even if you could put it in the holy or, or into, into the holy of place, it would never last more than 24 hours. But when it was in the presence of the Shekinah glory, it was ever fresh. So the spoken weight that you read and that you have enjoyed, it is still the same spoken weight. The reason you are not excited to read it is because you are eating the manna, but from a wrong location. Hallelujah. Why would you have somebody that reads the spoken weight? I mean, for me, goodness sake, I still can't get enough of Christ as the mystery of God revealed. The book is full of nuggets. Every time you read it, it's like you come across it for the first time. Why? I mean, it's only run about several pages. But every time you go and dig, you extract something of value. But somebody has got the same spoken word, and some even forgot where they put it for heaven's sake. Hallelujah. But, but why somebody goes to the same spoken word and extracts something of value, and they still get the joy of salvation from the same spoken word, but somebody will look at the same spoken word, but not have the energy to read it, is because one is in the most holy place, and the other is out there in the outer court. Are you here this evening? And, and I've seen it a lot of times. I, I, I always wonder, You'll bear with me. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I always say, when Brother Pichen was telling me about a brother that was just passing his greetings to me, his name is Brother Mijapelo. Those that know Brother Mijapelo and that have grown in the message is one man when he's in church, you know that he's there. Hallelujah. He's, got, he's an amen corner. He's got a, his way of saying amen. Hallelujah. What amazed me, amazed me about the brother is that when I came into the message and I was around about 12 years old, he used to have joy. Every, when we, we went, wherever he was, we'd know he was there when the word is being preached. He's got his own way of saying amen. And I, I think he still says amen in that way. What amazes me is that why his amen never went quiet. Hallelujah. And why are other people's amen go quiet? Hallelujah. Why are you amen corner in 2015, but in 2016 you are nowhere to be found? But it's the same weight that is being preached. It's because people are at the wrong places geographically. And geographically I'm meaning here. If you are outside here, at some point in time you'll go cold. 
If you are in here, at some point in time, you'll go cold. But when you are inside here, it does not matter what you go through. You will always say, punctuate, amen, to the word of God. And actually, it's not you, it's the Holy Ghost in you that says, amen. Hallelujah. And if you get to a point where you don't feel like it, maybe the problem is how you got in. Hallelujah. Are we together? I mean, if you are a woman, there is no day that you don't feel like a woman. And if you are a man, there are no days where you don't feel like a man. If you are a Christian, surely you shouldn't have days where you don't feel like one. Hallelujah. You may have a challenge, but you may say, but I'm still a believer. Because why? It speaks about your DNA. Are you with me? I don't know. I think you must have touched this, brothers. If you can just activate the screen for me. There we go. Amen. Are we together? Just stay with me. He says in this message, Laudation Church Age, without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can never have your eyes opened to a true spiritual revelation of the word. A man without the spirit is blind to God and his truth. Are we together? So that means if, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot go deeper into the weight. Hallelujah. Uh, and uh, let us not shy away from going deeper into the weight. Hallelujah. Because if you are married and your husband takes you to a house, you can never get stuck in the kitchen. You've got to go into the lounge. You've got to go into the living room. You've got to go into the bedroom. I mean, if you are a, a wife of somebody that has a house and you stay in that house, but there are certain rooms that you have never been into, maybe we will doubt whether it's really your house. Hallelujah. If it is your house, you even know how the furniture is in the house, even when you are not in the house. Are we together? So if you are married to Christ... There are fundamentals that must be adhered to. But we don't only remain on the fundamentals. That's why Paul says, yes, we will speak about repentance, if God permits. But let us go unto perfection. Because why? We are living in the season where Christ is whispering love secrets in the ear of the bride. And if you are part of the bride, you want to know every secret. And how do you know every secret? You search his word. And when you search his word, and if you've got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will reveal the truth that are hidden in his word. Are we together? I hope you're with me. Now, he says here, so many people's got, this is the message that Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He says, so many people has got the wrong conception. To convert people to Christianity and to its government is not God's thought at all. We are supposed to make converts to Christianity by a government. 
but by the revelation of Christ in you as God was in Christ. Hallelujah. As God was in Christ, Jesus said, at that day, that's this day. At that day, that's this day. At that day, when this revelation is made known, you will know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and I in you, and you in me. When the revelation is made manifest, at that day you shall know that I and the Father are one. And I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Then when the revelation comes forth, then it's I in you. Hallelujah. He says, there you are. And today, and check, check, check this. There was a time when Christ was in God. And there was a time when God was in Christ. And there must be a time when Christ is in you. Because all that Elohim had, he cannot it, he poured it into Christ. And all that Christ had, he poured it into the church. Are we together, church? Hallelujah. So that means today, in 2016, it must be I, Christ, in you, the hope of glory. And unless it is I in you, Christ, the hope of glory, then you are not a worshiper. I've got no better way to put it. Unless Christ indwells you, you are not a worshiper. Whatever you do, those are the mechanics. It's efforts. And at some point in time, you get tired. But when it is I in you, that means he worships himself in you. That means he lives in you. That means it's no longer you speaking, it's him speaking through you. That means you have become a a, a place of residency for the almighty God. And let me tell you something. Once Christ is in you, the hope of glory, I can say this word upon your life, you are infallible. Why I'm saying you are infallible? Because Christ can never fall. Are you here this evening? You can fall, but he that is in you can never fall. You are weaker, but he that is in you is not weaker. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. So, today the mystery is, what is in you? And if, you, if there is a vacuum in you, you are vulnerable to demons. Because Brother Bram says in the message of the junction time, he says it's hard to say this. But it will come up a time where unless a man is filled with the Holy Ghost, he is open to all kinds of spirits. The only way to keep the devil at bay, receive God's spirit. Are you here, believers? I do not say receive church. Receive him. And let him him be the one that lives in you. And the mystery of the hour is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are we together? He says in this message, marriage and divorce. Or no, question and answers. He says, the Holy Ghost ought to be more important to you than everything else there is in the world. It has to be more important than your prestige. It has to be more important than your life. 
than your job or anything that there is. You should not cease until you have it. You must receive it. When somebody says must, that's mandatory. You're obligated. You've got to have it. Don't rest if you don't have it. Are we together? Are you still with me? Because without the Holy Ghost, you cannot even know which church to go to. Without the Holy Ghost, you cannot even know who to marry. With, so the Holy Ghost is so fundamental because he, he is the one that will make decisions for you. Are you with me? And will protect you. Are you still with me? He says, and, and we've often spoken about it, that you are a triune being as a human being, soul, spirit, body. That's how you are. The same as the outer court, holy place, holy of holies. Hallelujah. But the Holy Ghost must come and occupy this space. Because this is the control room. Hallelujah. He says in this message, he says in the message, the deity of Jesus Christ, he says, but the same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that have got the Holy Ghost. Did you get it? The same quality of power that brought the universe into existence is in the people that have got the Holy Ghost. What does it mean? If you've got the Holy Ghost, the same power that is in Genesis chapter 1 is now in you. Do you see how important it is? That's right, men and women. It's time that we found out who we are. The devil is trying to hide you back and tell you that you are some little trod down something. You are not. You are sons and daughters of God. The deity is not in heaven. The deity is in you. How many of us, the devil has told us that we are absolutely nothing. But the prophet comes and says, the deity is no longer in heaven. The deity is in you. And what is that deity? The Holy Ghost, when it embodies your body, then that's the deity in your body. Are we together? In the message, ever present water, he says, and right now, in every believer in here has life eternal which is God's spirit in you. The Holy Ghost is the eternal life in you. The Holy Ghost is the Zoe in you. The Holy Ghost is God made flesh in you. Hallelujah. So, can you see how important it is to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Not the sensation, but the life. Are we together? He says, and right now, in every believer in here, has life eternal, 
which is God's spirit in you, enough power that will raise up the dead, that will heal the sick, that will set orbits in conditions, is controlled by a law, that spirit that's in you, you are sons and daughters of God. That same spirit that you've got in you will raise yourself up at the day of the resurrection. When the Holy Ghost is in you, it's a guarantee that when the voice of the resurrection is cries out, you will respond to that voice. But if the Holy Ghost is not in you, you will never be able to respond. It is critical that you've got to have the Holy Ghost in you. Are we together? Actually, Brother Branham says, because he says, that same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that have got the Holy Ghost. In one message, he says, when the Holy Ghost is in you, you actually can speak new heavens and earth into existence. But he says, the law of faith prevents you from doing that. But he he just demonstrates the type of power that you have when you have the Holy Ghost. But in this hour, without the Holy Ghost, you will never make it. The hour is tougher. The devil is more vicious. But with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you know who you are self 24-7. Because it's no longer your battle, it's the Lord's battle. Are we together? I hope we are together. Now he says in this message, marriage and divorce. He says, you are not a Christian because you are a Protestant. And I can paraphrase it and say, you are not a Christian because you come to a message church. No, say. You are not a Christian because you are a Methodist or Pentecostal. But you are a Christian Because you have been baptized into Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost, not by water. You can be baptized by water without being baptized into the body. Actually, the baptism by water signifies fellowship. Hallelujah. You want to worship with us. Then you get baptized into the water. But it doesn't mean that if you were baptized in the water, you were baptized into the body. You still, the Holy Ghost must baptize you into the body. And actually, anyone can be baptized in the water. It takes a little bit of convincing. But to be baptized into the body by the Holy Ghost, then that's God's sovereign grace. And this morning I say, God, I don't want only to be immersed in the water, but let me be placed positionally in the body. Let me be born into the body. Let me not join a church, but let me be born into the body. But the danger today, we find people in church, but we don't find them in the body. I would rather not be found in the church, but be found in the body. Because when you are part of that body, you know that if that body goes into the rapture, you surely are going into the rapture. Are we together? He says, not by water. There is one faith, one Lord, one baptism, 
That's the Holy Spirit baptism. Water baptism indicts you into a fellowship. The Holy Spirit baptism indicts you into Christ. Hallelujah. So, do not be worried just to be inducted into the fellowship. But be worried, am I inducted into Christ? And when you have been inducted into Christ, there is a certain way that you live. There is a certain way that you approach situation. There is a certain life that must, that must be expressed through your life. Because from that time, it's no longer your life. It's his life. And Brother Brenham says, when I came, before he was a believer, he had a, a serious short temper. You, you know how the prophet would describe his temper. But he says, one day, when that woman told me and said, William Brenham, I would never accept your religion, even my cow. I would never allow it to accept your religion. He says, then I felt the sweetness coming into me. He says, at that moment, I realized that I'm no longer the same William Brenham. What happened? A certain spirit had taken over. And my question is, when you are squeezed under pressure, what do you express? If you want to know what man is made of, put him under pressure. Hallelujah. Do you know that you can never be angry in the second language? You always get angry in the first language. If they really make you angry and you are a Zulu, you'll never speak English. Even amongst the English, you start speaking Zulu, Zulu and the English men are saying, hey, what is he saying? It's because you are angry because pressure brings out the real you. And my question is, as a believer, when you are squeezed, what do you express? And if when you are squeezed, you say certain things that you regret later, there is a problem. But if you are squeezed and you say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing, maybe it means that the same spirit of the one that hung on the cross has now come into you. Are you here this morning? This is a spiritual warfare. You need a spirit to fight a spirit. And let me warn you. Don't attempt to criticize a spirit without you having a spirit to counteract that spirit. Did you hear me? There's a man. I won't mention his name. He was going up and down in the country speaking about children's rights, looking after the people that molested the children. He would go chase after them, beat them up. He was well known. Guess what? He is now in prison because he molested a child. What happened? He was trying to fight a spirit without having this spirit. Don't ever go to the go to the war zone with the devil unless you've got God's spirit. Because the very same spirit that you criticize will come to you. And that is why sometimes even when you pray for the sick, we often know that if you don't have God's spirit, the very demons that you try to cast, they end up coming into you. 
What am I saying? As a believer, you can never be dormant. There's got to be a spirit that comes and occupies you. And you can never be neutral. Either you've got God's spirit or the devil's spirit. But you, do, you know, do you want to know if you've got God's spirit? If you've got a spirit of Shakespeare, what, does, what did Brother Brenham say you are going to do? You're going to write plays. If you've got a spirit of Michelangelo, what are you going to do? You're going to be an artist. If you've got a spirit of Christ, what are you going to do? You're going to have an appetite for the weight. Always check in you. Look at your habits. They reflect the spirit that has taken hold of your body. Are you here this morning? And if the spirit of God is in you, you've got an appetite for the weight. I don't know how many have ever happened where you have not read the Bible, but you are itching. Only if I could get home and read that scripture. That scripture blesses me so much. And actually, if I can go around the room and say, which scripture blesses you? If you've got nothing to your mind, oh, you need God's spirit. Because why? That spirit will be restless until it fits on the weight. You are not reading the spoken word because you want to impress the pastor or the partner. You read the spoken word because you are thirsting for something. And what makes you to thirst that thing is the spirit of God that is in you. Are you here, brethren? You can't love him till he puts his love in you. As Brother Branham asked that young man and said, young man, tell me. Say, Brother Branham, I feel very much condemned. I'm struggling with this and that. And Brother Branham said, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? And the young man said, yes, I do. And the prophet said, who put that love in your heart? Who put this Monday evening, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Be honest with you. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you love him, who put that love in you? It's himself who put that love in you. And when that love is in you, you will love him. When that spirit is in you, you you will have an appetite for his weight. And if it goes several weeks without you reading the Bible, without you praying and talking to God, without you listening to the tape, there is definitely something that is wrong. And you know yourself. You spend time with yourself. If those things are not there, begin to interrogate yourself and say, God, what is happening? I need your spirit so that I can have an appetite for the weight. Because before you backslide, you lose appetite for the weight. Amen. I was amazed. Somebody saying, me, if I want to sleep, I put earphones and listen to the prophet. I know I will sleep. Goodness, is this message a lullaby to you? Because when you listen to the message, it it must move you. It must pinch your conscience. I don't know how many of you have you heard when the prophet speaks, you, you sense agency in his voice. 
You sense like it's his last message. Has it ever happened to you? So you can't sleep on that voice. That voice shakes you to the core of your being and say, oh God, how do I measure up to the weight? But believers don't read spoken words anymore. They don't. Internet. It is a problem. Hallelujah. It is destroying a lot and lot of believers. Amen. Are you still with me? The prophet says here in this message, what is the Holy Ghost? He says, what is the Holy Ghost? It's a seal. What is the Holy Ghost? It's a covenant. What is the Holy Ghost? It's a sign. What is the Holy Ghost then? It's the spirit of Jesus Christ in you. So when you've got the Holy Ghost, you can say, I've got the seal. You know what the seal means? Ownership. He who owns something, seals it in. If God owns you, he puts his seal on you. If the devil owns you, he puts his seal on you. That's why we speak about the mark of the beast. Are we together? And if the Holy Ghost is in you, it's a covenant. What is a covenant? It speaks about a relationship. It's a sign to you. What, what does it mean? It's a sign that you are his. Are we together? It's the spirit of Jesus Christ in you. As Jesus says, a little while, the world sees me no more. Yet, ye shall see me, for I will be with you, and even in you, until the end of the world. The world doesn't see him anymore, but the believers know that he's in us. They cannot see him because we have veiled him. They could not see us when he was here because he veiled us. So today we veil him, then he veiled us. It's a partnership. It's a covenant. It's a relationship. That's why Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, Woman, the hour cometh, where the true worshippers shall worship thee, Father. And he doesn't say God. For a specific reason because he can be God to everybody. But for him to be a father, it speaks about a relationship. And what will confirm that you've got a relationship with him when you worship him in spirit and in truth? That's what the true worshipers will do. And when you've got your father, wherever you go, You've got his DNA in you. That, that is why I do not believe, brethren, that we can police anyone to be a child of God. No, sir. This is the hour where the spirit that is in you, you show who, whose prisoner are you. If you are a prisoner of Christ, 
it will show that it's no longer your will, but it's the will of Christ. And how do you become a prisoner? He must come and cannot himself into you. So that it's no longer your thoughts. It's no longer your ways. It's no longer your life. But it is his life. That is the mystery of the hour. Are you with me? He says, continues in the very same message. He says, what is the Holy Ghost? God in you. Hallelujah. What is it for? What is it for? To continue his work among his people. To bring his church together. To bring a church to a place in this day far beyond the Lutheran, Methodist, Pentecostal, into a place to an adoption and a rapturing grace. That's when this part of the church, when the Holy Spirit moves into this church here, it will just raise it. It will bring forth. Bring forth all the redeemed that's that's being touched by that spirit. Are we together? Amen. He says, I'm, I'm just on that book again. He says, that's what the Holy Ghost is to do. Hallelujah. Amen. It's certain things we must say them for what they are. Hallelujah. I was quite amazed. You know, we had the Olympics. Do you know the words? Hallelujah. I was amazed how people were glued to the Olympics. Amen. Even when they say Castasimena is running at half past two in the morning, people are there, surely they want to see Castasimena. And yes, some missed church because Casta was running. I'm not referring to Methodists, I'm referring to message believers. I can't go to church. I was watching Casta last night. She was running. What spirit could it be? When you have God's spirit, Brother Bram said you can't wait for the doors to open. You are restless. You want to be in his presence. You've got a relationship with him. But have you seen, can you see a lot of things have come into our lives? A lot of things have come to cloudy us until goodness we have become sports fanatics instead of becoming Christian fanatics. That's why we have lost the enthusiasm to speak to the people about Christ because we have lost the passion for Christ. And we have gone lukewarm. The Holy Spirit is sensitive. The Holy Spirit can be easily grieved. You know, Brother Branham, I think it was Billy Paul, was shouting at Joseph. Brother Branham said to Billy Paul, don't shout at this boy. You will grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like a dove. It's very sensitive. Brother Branham said it can only come upon a dove. When the nature changes, it flies away. And this morning, this evening, are you sensitive to the nature that you have? 
Is it the type of nature that can attract the Holy Spirit to come upon your life? Are you here, brethren? Yeah, these days we are living during tough times. Really during tough times. Brother Bram says in this last day, there's going to be only two classes of people. One of them is going to have the seal of God. The other one, the mark of the beast. If the seal of God is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then without the Holy Ghost is the mark of the beast. That's what Brother Brenham said. If you reject the seal of God, you accept the mark of the beast. But you cannot remain neutral, especially in our time. There's going to be two classes of people in the last days. Both of them is going to wear a mark. The mark of God is the baptism of the Holy Spirit without a shadow of doubt. The seal of God is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not to the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of your redemption. Without the Holy Spirit, you are not sealed. But the Holy Spirit is God's seal. All that was not sealed by the Holy Spirit was taken on the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is a mark of apostasy, which is rejecting the Holy Spirit. And people think that the mark of the beast only refers to the denominations. Let me tell you something. Even in the message, the mark of the beast will come in. And actually, a denomination is not just an organization. Denomination is a spirit. What is a denomination? It's to identify, it's to worship God based on a memory rather than the current experience. Denomination is all about how you used to do that. How you used to move in this way. That's what a denomination is. But being a worshiper is to say, that same God that was there yesterday is here today. Because Brother Branham said denomination is living in the layer of the other age. Are we together? Amen. I'm just working towards closing here. Maybe if you can help me again, bro. Okay. I needed the three together. He says, just a sec. He says, there's three elements it takes to bring our birth. That's the three elements you know that God is perfected in three. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You are perfected in three. Body, spirit, soul. Your redemption is perfected in three. Justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Amen. He says, there's three elements it takes to bring our birth. That's the three elements that came out of the life of Christ when he died. They came from his body, water, blood, and spirit. Did you get that one? Water, blood, and spirit. Three elements. That's the elements we go through when we are born again. Justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Spirit. But justification and sanctification without the baptism of the Holy Spirit will not make you enter. 
Because Jesus was sanctified, justified, but did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But you can be in a justified state without being sanctified. Are we together? You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and still carry your filth with you. That's what the prophet says. Because now it's confession without possession. But you can absolutely live in both justified and a clean holy life without the Holy Ghost. Gee, is it true? Yes, that's what the prophet says. You can be justified and live a clean life and still without the Holy Ghost. How do we know? Ten visions. All of them were visions. A vision means they were not defiled. But of all those ten, five were wise visions. The foolish vision doesn't mean that they were defiled. They were not running around with the world. They were clean because that's what the Bible calls them, virgins. But the danger is that they did not have the oil. You can be in the message, live a clean life, justified, sanctified, live a clean life, but still be without the Holy Ghost. Are we together? And what was going to happen when the trumpet sound? you will not be able to respond. Because they were without oil. When the midnight came, they were crying. That's when they realized we don't have oil. They went out looking for oil. Don't be like a foolish vision. Make sure that you've got oil. And what is the oil? The Holy Ghost is the oil. And what is the Holy Ghost? God in you. The seal, the covenant, the life of Jesus Christ in you. Can you see, in order to go somewhere with God, you've got to have a certain degree of restlessness. There must never be complacency. Every time you must ask yourself, how far have I come? And a lot of times we think if we live a holy life, we are going in. But the prophet says, only the Holy Ghost filled bright will go into the rapture. If I was you, I would seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you still with me, brethren? He says in question and answers on the seals, you see, each one of those ages only took a dip into the Holy Spirit. Justification is the work of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. But the baptism is the Holy Ghost himself. Don't just receive his works, but receive him. I hope you are with me here. He says in question and answers on Genesis, ten of them were visions. Five were wise that had oil in their lamps, and the other five was just as pure and holy, but they had no oil. They were sanctified, justified, but without the Holy Ghost. But you can be justified without being sanctified. You can be sanctified without having the Holy Ghost and be clean, live a pure life and have a form of godliness but deny the power. 
How do you have the form of godliness but deny the power? What is the form of godliness? You come to church. You are a Christian. But what makes, what is the denying the power? There is no conversion, no change. Are you with me? I'm going to wrap up here, brethren. Don't worry. In the message, oneness. I'm, he says, I'm persuaded that many of my friends have received the Holy Ghost. But we just receive enough Holy Ghost in us to make us to a place where we don't want to lie. We don't want to steal. We don't want to do anything. That happens with a lot of us. Receiving the Holy Spirit just enough so that you cannot lie. That's what the prophet says. But God wants to fill every fiber of his church. He wants to fill your thinking. He wants to fill your mind. He wants to fill every bit of you just to make you completely and totally dead to yourself and to your thinking. Just so surrendered in God till his word is just living through you. That's what he wants to do. Being justified and sanctified, uh, I will use an analogy in closing here. It's like a young boy and a young girl, they meet for the first time. And the young boy sees sparkle in the young girl's eyes. And he thinks, I really love this girl. I want to marry this girl. Brother Brennan, you know, says, certain love is just enough to bring you to the altar for the pastor to officiate your marriage. But it says, once he has pronounced your husband and wife, you need much higher form of love. Are we together? Certain experience of the Holy Ghost is enough to make you to come and say, I want to be baptized. But for the battle, you are really going to need for God to fill every fiber of your body. You're just going to need God to fill your thinking. You just want God to make you to die to yourself. To die to your thoughts and let him be himself that lives through you. Unless it is the case, brethren, then you will understand why many of us are living defeated lives. But yet we've got access to the weight. Revealed weight of the hour. Are we together? Maybe I'll just read one, then I will release you. That I must not keep you the whole day here. Brother Brenham says, in the message, works is faith expressed. The spirit can come out of here and anoint you to do certain things and you do it. But that doesn't mean you are saved. The Holy Ghost can anoint me to preach. Me preaching doesn't mean that I'm saved. The Holy Ghost can anoint somebody to sing. Them singing, it doesn't mean that they are saved. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. But think of it. Cephas prophesied. Judas cast out the devils. Surely after Judas, when they came with the twelve. And they were rejoicing and say, Oh Lord, 
Even demons, they tremble. You would have thought that they've got it. But it says, the spirit anointed him. There's a strain falls on the just and the unjust. And this is where we need to pause. It does not mean if I preach to you and you get blessed. It doesn't confirm that I'm right. Hello? We've got people that can come and preach and bless you and later you realize that mm -mm, the life that was being lived is a filthy life. But yet they were a blessing. Yes, they extracted the mysteries you were blessed. The rain falls on the just and unjust. Don't ever judge whether somebody is in based on the gift because gifts and callings are without repentance. The life is what confirms what is in the person. Are we together? That's where intellectuals can accept it and say, oh, sure, that looks good, I believe that. That still don't do it. No, sir. The spirit can actually make witness of it and still isn't so. Because if that soul hasn't come from God, it can make all the impersonations out here, but it cannot be real. You can act healing. You can act like you have. You can act like you receive. Christians can act like Christians and act and be ever so good at it. But that doesn't mean they are saved. The spirit can be there. The real genuine spirit, the Holy Spirit can anoint you. But still, that doesn't mean you are saved. Is that inside soul that never dies, that's got to have eternal life. In closing, Brother Brenham simply says, it can come and anoint you here. It doesn't mean that you are saved. It can come and anoint your spirit. It doesn't mean that you are saved. But it must get a hold of your soul. Are we together? Because the rain fall on the just and unjust. But because this is the control tower. Whatever spirit that controls here, you will see it. It will express itself. That's why we reject when the Pentecostal says, Christ is in the heart. It doesn't matter how you dress. No, say, it matters. What you show here reveals what is here. Are we together? And victory, real genuine victory, emanates from within. I cannot speak victory into you. Victory must come out here. And what will make it to come out? His spirit must come. And Christ must be here in the control room. And when your body wants to say right, Christ says left. And you surely shall go left. And a lot of times, the reason we are not operating under our will here, neither here, is because somebody is here. But if no one is here, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be wherever you want to be. But when he is here, you will never be like that. Even when you make one mistake, there is a contamination. You want to repent because that's not your nature. You know why? The Holy Spirit in you rejected that thing. That's why if you can remain in sin and be comfortable in sin, oh goodness, if I was you, I would pinch myself and say, God, have I crossed the line? Because if you have not crossed the line, there will be condemnation and say, God, 
I don't want this life. Are you here, people? Don't ever feel comfortable. And certain young man comes, as the brother Brahman says, I feel condemned. I feel I've done terrible things. Brother Branham says to this person, he says, for the mere fact that you are condemned, it tells me that the Spirit of God is still operating on you. Because if it no longer operates, you don't feel condemned anymore. And the danger of our time is the religious spirit. That is very dangerous, brethren. Religious spirit. You know what it can do? A religious spirit can make a preacher to commit adultery last night and come and preach and bring quotations and you get blessed. Yes. A religious spirit can make a person who's not living right to come and sing songs for you until you raise your hands and say, God bless, the brother is such a blazing. Later you realize that there was nothing. It's because of a religious spirit. But if you are a genuine seed of God, if you have done something wrong, even before you bless the people, the conscience will work on you. But today, people can bury with quotations when they are not living right. we together. Never ever cross that line. There's a line between mercy and judgment. Brother says, if you play church, make sure that you don't cross that line. He says, if you cross that line, you'll hear the gospel and love the gospel but be unable to repent. And he said, that will be the third pull to the doomed. Can you can you imagine hearing the word, appreciating the word, but not being able to repent? No condemnation. Sad. Let us receive his spirit as Christ in us, the hope of glory. God bless you richly as we stand. Reign King Jesus, reign King Jesus. Let's just worship him. And then we'll close in the word of prayer.
Let's worship Him.
Hallelujah. Let us all close our eyes and pray. Dear loving Heavenly Father, you are such a good God in our lives, oh God. Yes. What a wonderful time we have had today in the service. As we know, oh Father, we came to this place not for in vain, oh God. Us leaving this place, oh God, is not the same as we came here to the service, Heavenly Father. Yes. We leave the service with something in our heart that we shall be pondering upon for the rest of the week. Mm. Just like Mary of the old, O oh God, uh, we do believe that the mystery that she was told that she was going to bear a son mm. who was going to be the savior of the world, mm. she did ponder on that, O oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the service tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the word that we have brought to us tonight. Indeed, the scripture has become clear to us, O God, mm. which says, At that day you shall know that I am in the Father, exactly. and the Father is in me, and that I am in you, O God. Mm. As Brother Brenham said, that day is this day, exactly. God. We are living in the manifestation of that scripture, Heavenly Father. Yes. Just like a pregnant woman, Heavenly Father, mm. a pregnant woman doesn't do what she desires to do. Mm. Her diet changes, Heavenly Father. Exactly. It's because there is something within her, Heavenly Father, mm. that is detecting the food that she needs to eat. Yes. That is detecting the emotions that she has or emotion, the, the emotions that she has. Mm. That's the same thing that has happened to us again, Heavenly Father, in the end time. There is something in us, Heavenly Father. Yes. That's why the things that we used to do, oh God, we do them no more, Heavenly yes. Father. The places we used to go, Heavenly Father, we go there no more, Heavenly Father. The friends that we used to have, Heavenly Father, we do not have those friends Certainly. anymore, Heavenly yes. Father. The way we used to speak, oh God, something has happened to our tongue, Heavenly Father. We speak blessings, we speak the word, we speak heavenly things again, Heavenly Father. It's only because of that a person that is within us, Heavenly Father. We are very much thankful for us, Heavenly Father, to hear these things. As we know that it is easy for us to grieve for the Holy Spirit, O oh God. Mm. We pray may it not be so with our lives, O oh God. Yes. All of us, when we are leaving this place, may we all be conscious of the person that is living with us, O oh God. Mm. May we be conscious not to grieve the Holy Spirit, O oh God. Yes. The way we talk, may we make sure, Heavenly Father, that we do not grieve Him. The way we live, and even though we are put under pressure, as we know that if you are put under pressure, you will realize that you will say things that you will regret after some time. Yes. And you will just speak because of anger. But because of that person that is in us, oh God, we do believe will help us to be to respond mm. accordingly in each and every situation that we encounter in life. As we are going to be going out, Heavenly Father, we ask for the traveling mercies, oh God. Be with us as we will be traveling, Heavenly Father. And from our pastor, we are very much thankful, O oh God, and we ask for you to add more blessings to him, Heavenly Father, yes. as he has taken from you, O oh God, and a virtue has come out of him, Heavenly yes. Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, restore, O oh God, so that he can come the next time to feed us with the word. We commit these things, we commit the service, we commit the saints unto your capable hands, trusting in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
bless you richly. Don't forget Sunday we've got uh, double services. First one starts at nine o'clock as normal, and the second one it will be from three thirty. We've got Pastor Crosby Maliko from all the way from the United Kingdom. He's going to come and bless us. Last week he was at Brother George Martin's church, so this Sunday is our turn. Amen. God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday.